Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice, episode 185. We're going to yeah. be talking about... Um, today's topic is going to be kind of about the changing to the gaming industries, because uh, someone actually brought up another thing that came up on uh, while we were away, and I wrote it down. Uh, we're going to talk about shipping changes, uh, plastic changes, model changes, things that are going around. So for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. So, you know, I almost totally unjokingly said I'm John just because I don't know why. <laughs> um, so we're going to, uh, that's going to be our topic. It's going to be talking about changes coming up to uh, miniature gaming scene um, that is coming up because I know of two things, three things typically that are happening um, and it's going to change the way we play and how we buy. Uh, but before we do it, let's go ahead and thank um, Muse on Minis for hosting our stream. Guys, uh, if you buy anything from them, make sure you use the code more than dice, uh, all one word. You'll get ten percent off your anything you buy, and uh, we get a little kickback uh, onto um, the podcast for that. Um, so other than that, um, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have some Kraken mixed with Barks Root Beer. Okay, Kathy, what's your poison tonight? I'm drinking a Riesling. Any type of brand? I have no idea. It's German. <laughs> uh, I'm doing uh, the standard uh, Maker's Mark tonight. Uh, we do have a shout out. Um, it was kind of interesting when uh, John sent me the, the shout out because uh, I haven't heard this name in forever. And some people are probably not going to remember it. But uh, Willard Scott passed away. Um, if you don't know, he was a weatherman. And as a Today Show, correct? Yeah, the Today Show. I remember. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it was, what, 86 uh, when he passed away? But, I mean, he was a unique personality on the TV show. He was. He, he yeah, was he a had very a lot unique, of charisma. Uh, type thing. So, um, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting thing to hear that. Because, I mean, it got me thinking... I'm almost turning 50, so people that I kind of grew up with are starting to pass away. And I'm like, dang, I'm getting old. Hmm? Getting? Thing. All right, I'm old. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, Just thing. saying. Just saying. But, I mean, it was, it, it, it's, I really, I haven't heard, you know, Willard Scott's, you know, name said, you know, forever. But, I mean, I recognize it and know what it was. Yes. Uh, probably one of the most famous weather persons out there. Yeah, come uh, on, they mentioned his name in Die Hard too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't know of any other shout-outs we need to give. Do you else know anything? I am not aware of, of any other ones. Nothing I can say without starting a whole conversation we don't want to go through. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Ronald on. McDonald, they did retire Ronald McDonald. Um, what? Yeah, Ronald McDonald is retired. Um, they retired him secretly and quietly back when the whole thing of clowns stalking people in the middle of the night. It was probably, what, five, four or five years ago or something? What? Yeah. They, they retired Ronald McDonald uh, from McDonald's because of all of the social 
things that were going around about clowns just like popping up in areas and such and being creepy, and they quietly did that. I did not. Apparently, know that. that was like five years ago. Yeah, that's the reason why we haven't seen Ronald McDonald anymore. It was quietly done. I you did know, not know that he was Ronald McDonald. The the ads did such a good job that just when you say that name, it makes me want a hamburger. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm that brainwashed. Yep. So I guess that's all their mascots down. And they had a whole crew. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it probably is. But I, I yeah, I read that recently that it was quiet. Ronald McDonald was quietly retired due to that clown. I'd never heard thing. of either of those, so I don't think it was actually a big social thing. I think it's mountains at a mole sales, which a lot of things are. So yeah, well, I guess there was like a bunch of people around the United States or that were like appearing as clowns, you know, being creepy and such and. It was it was a thing for a bit, and so they're like, you know what? We're not going to show Ronald McDonald anymore. To be fair, I never really got that you continue to don't get clowns. I mean, as in the actual dress to makeup and big shoes and all. I'm like, okay, cool. I I don't I don't get it. Yeah, got me. There are better burgers. Yes, there is. Homemade burgers. Oh, undoubtedly, there's better burgers. <laughs> undoubtedly. So. Um, uh, a few remember. more, a few burgers is consistent. You know what you get. Yeah, true. Mediocrity. What you're getting? <laughs> Mediocrity. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm please, sorry. please be safe out there. Please wear your mask. Please get your vaccine shot. Please, please, please. We want to see y'all at HugCon 2022, aka Adepticon. Um, if you want to come out earlier, you can always, always come out to Warfare Weekend, um, and see us there or see me and Captain Mizzy. Um, but to see the whole team, we're all going to try to make it to Adepticon this year, which Kathy and everybody we've dubbed HugCon 2022. Uh-huh. So, uh, and Portillo's. Yes. We're going to go at least go to Portillo's at least once. So guys, please be safe. We appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that comes in, everybody that watches, uh, it makes the stream a lot better. Don't forget to check out John doing some streaming of MechWarrior Online, uh, typically on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays and uh, Sundays, they were the only definites. So Sunday and Mondays is definites. Every yeah. once in a while, he just jumps on for shiggles. Yeah, we're, we're working on the schedule between the two of us and, and such. Yeah. There will be no RPGs for me this week. Um, all of those have got canceled. Sorry, Captain Mizzy. So, guys, please be safe. Please, please, please. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh, and maybe not this Monday, because I'm going over to Marshall's tomorrow, so we'll have to see if I get home in time. Gotcha. Yeah, Captain Busy, no games this week. Um, let me switch over the, the my cam, because I'm going to work on try to finish this model up today. Um, and Because all we got to do is the legs and the head. Okay, two legs and a head. And then we'll hopefully get this one done and I can work, start working on a new one. And I may put that up to a vote of which one I do next type thing. So let's switch this around. So, uh, John, you saw the one that I think it was what Moe's Magic that put up? 
Yeah, uh, so uh, Moe's worried that uh, Malifaux is switching to bendy plastic a la, say, uh, Steamforged or something. And I am... They've used it before. They used it on the Aeonis uh, figure that came out a while ago. This is not going to be their regular stuff, Moe's. I think they're only doing it for these supplemental boxes, the quote-unquote faction boxes, as they're calling them. If I remember correctly, it's only for those boxes, so don't worry about it. Um, they have a whole new uh, set of things that are meant to be used with any of the masters, just so you can quickly get uh, uh, more ver more variety in your force. You know, so you buy a faction box, you buy your uh, masters box, and then afterwards you buy the you know quote unquote outcast starter box, and it's got. You know, four models in there that can be used with anything, along with a fate deck, upgrades, scheme markers, and a measuring widget. It's a really good idea for a, for a company that doesn't have uh, uh, any essential starter box. So, don't worry about it. Regular models will still be multi-part plastic, so you can enjoy the wonder that is <laughs> Jan Lowe's beard. <laughs> oh, what and about tiny the arms. Oh yeah, the, the pipe. Yeah. Oh my this, god, the braid on that one girl that comes in two parts. Or or the straps for the straps on the one the one who's got like the tank top, the straps are coming down the side, the straps are separate. Like yeah. fuck all of that. That is just stupid. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's they're nice models, but they are yeah, so yeah. they're all they're all designed to be very basic models and I think they actually are going to be that plastic, but it's a good idea because you need to get something to uh yeah, they're pre-assembled. The other ones are not like that. The other ones are going to continue to be the same old, same old. So no worries there. I had heard of that prior to you saying it. Um, uh, I didn't realize all the good stuff that came in the uh, the box at the measuring widget and all. That actually helps quite a bit. Well, also, uh, on top of that, Infinity is looking to do plastic also. Uh, oh, wow. About damn time. I mean, yeah. I don't play Infinity anymore, but... Yeah, that they're looking to do plastic also, which is something I thought was interesting because they've been doing nothing but metal. That's because they can control it in-house. I mean, that's the biggest reason to not ever go to plastic if you can help it. It's because you, you can do metal in-house. You don't need facilities. You can't afford to do that. Which is kind of what our topic is. Let me put my camera. I didn't know if I was showing myself or not. That... Um, if you do metal in-house, like like Privateer Press does some metals and stuff like that, and resins in-house, um, you can tr control that because it's the shipping time and everything. Because right now, one of the biggest issues in all of our gaming community is the shipping time for models. Uh, shipping time for anything. Um, recently, it was stated that Asmodee, or Asmodee has stated that 400 of their products are going to be jumping up either... 12 or 14 percent in price um which is a decent amount uh of up uh, to go up but um that's just it's, what's got to be we're so, gonna see that trend all over for things that mm -hmm. are made in china and shipped over here correct now you won't see from games workshop games workshop's sneakier than that uh they're going to because the reason few companies don't generally do this, if you're all wondering, 
is because think about the stores that have stock. So that's why nothing ever goes down in price, because if the price goes down, people come into the shop expecting to pay less, and suddenly the store looks like an asshole for charging more for a product just went down. When really the store paid for it at whatever the old price was and, you know, isn't getting it for cheaper yet. It's also why GW does a lot of changing box sets that seem like barely a change, just be reboxing, so that they can change the price of it. So that that's a little behind the scenes there. Um, but this won't affect that too much because honestly, stores, if they have stock, will just get a little more money for it or sell it at price and change it when the new stuff comes in. Who knows? I don't know if they're changing the skew on things or not. That's usually how you change the price because people have their POS systems. We'll see. But another good note is most of the stuff that Asmodee is raising prices on is stuff that's been around for a while. And, you know, like Marvel stuff doesn't seem like it's been around that long, but their early stuff was priced really, really well. And the newer stuff that I've noticed has just been more expensive because that's the way it is. You know, if people think that COVID and stuff is not going to affect everything, it is. It's going to affect everything. Yeah, because, I mean, I was talking to one of my vendors for Warfare Weekend um, about some of the product and stuff that he wanted to do. And he says his biggest problem right now is shipping, that people are... Best way to put it without being really rude about it. Um, the shipping is being controlled by who can bribe and pay extra for their shipping right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so like if you're if you're a big company, you can go, hey, I'll pay you an extra ten thousand dollars to put my stuff on the boat now. Yeah. And a lot of these smaller companies are like, I can't afford that. And exactly. So, so I mean, it's it's welcome to free market. You made free correct. market. The upside is that yeah, a lot you of get things. To live in it. <laughs> yeah, you did lots of years of it being. I mean, there are times when free market is good. You know, it, it helps keep prices down and all. And then eventually, it comes and and it fucks you. This is the time where it fucks you. Yeah, because that's what a lot of problems are going on right now. Because I mean, how, how many releases are we behind on Marvel in the United States, John? Do you know? Uh, it's impossible to tell because they'll say things are coming out and then not show anything, and then suddenly something else shows up. Oh, so okay. it's impossible to tell. Um, I've heard that other countries are getting Moon Knight and Blade soon, and we're not slated to get them for a bit. That probably goes the other way around. Yeah. Um, so it's impossible to tell with those. You know, They're, They've been good about keeping their thing fluid, but... Let's look at another smaller company, uh, Renegade Game Studios. Since we're talking about them last week about the G.I. Joe and Transformers and Power Rangers role-playing game, I pre-ordered the uh, Transformers collectible or uh, uh, deck-building game, mm -hmm. and it theoretically had a release date of August. Well, August has done passed, and I don't have it. And I've emailed them and have not gotten an answer, but, I mean, it's just the way it is. It just turns out that, you know, stuff's going to be delayed. So many things were set up for the way the market was. And now that things have changed, it's... I mean, it's going to change things. And, you know, we wanted to believe that our hobby was going to be insular and it wasn't going to affect that, but the cold hard truth is it eventually reaches us too. 
hobby companies, they really, they care about us. No matter how much you want to think that, they really care about their end customer more than you think, more than a lot of other businesses. But at the end of the day, they are still a business and have to make business decisions. Yes. Yeah, because so. that was the one thing that, because uh, uh, a lot of people are trying to get all their pre-orders and all their information in and everything done soon so they don't get the jacked up prices. And I'm like, it's going to be all stuff eventually. Everything's going to go up about, like I said, about what, uh, 12 to 14 yeah, percent. That seems, I mean, some companies can do less because some things don't need to. I mean, a lot of the companies are just going to see, but I'd say this bluntly, the better companies are going to raise it what they have to. The other companies are going to use it as an excuse to make things priced, let's say, with the big dogs. I mean, when GW keeps raising prices, you can go underneath GW, and as long as you're underneath, it's generally not a worry for most people. You know, well, it's cheaper than GW. <laughs> you're looking at it right well and, you know, you it, know. Was, it was interesting because i was talking about that when do you think it's going to be a change when finally we move everything back here back to the united states do you think that's ever going to be a chance uh i'm going to say not until someone finds a way to do things cheaper because uh we're going through our own social things now where i mean they you can't pay people shitty wages for jobs anymore that just don't happen like fast food places are paying real living wages to people, which is great. But until you find a way to do that manufacturing at a cheaper rate, you what we need is thing what'll change will be a company in the US going, We're gonna fight China on this stuff and we're gonna try and make plastics and compete with them. And I mean it's not gonna trickle down to our industry for a while because they're gonna do everything else that China does first. Uh, you know, and they're going to have to do what they can to compete. I mean, it's going to take a big dog or someone with a lot of money and just, you know, the the foresight wanting to do that to to start it off. I I don't think it's anytime soon. Yeah, because I mean that was it, the interesting thing is I mean we moved everything overseas and now we've got things stuck overseas mm-hmm. and trying to bring it over to the United States and put it back here. Of course, you don't have to worry about the shipping as much. You know, worry about shipping out, but not shipping in. I should say. Um, so I was wondering if that was, cause I mean, this is something I really don't know about and just, you know, just from hearing from other people, what they told me. And I'm like, mm, how long until we get back to having everything done in America again? And I was like, I don't know. I don't think that's going to be, if it is, it's going to be a long time because like you said, if people that, are going to require really- wages. It's going to be never because they, they can pay people a pittance in China. That's that's how they control prices. It yeah. may happen, but stuff's going to be more more expensive. Because, and, and that stuff will sort itself out. It's just going to take a while to because, like, they know the reason they're not trying so hard is because they know, like, let's say, you know, GW's charging a super huge price for things. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the models. There's a model that's looking at this like a giant beast centaur guy. Oh, yeah. He's Super duper cool. And I was like, you know, I might just pick him up to paint because I, you know, I paint enough now that maybe I can do that here or there. And I'm thinking, you know, God, wouldn't he be, wouldn't he be cool? So I went to go look for the price of him. And I'm trying to find him here on the website. 
God, nothing's easy to find. Thanks for having a wonderful website, Games Workshop. <laughs> well, let's use a different one. Let's use uh, Bellacore because he's a good new one that came out, and this guy's similar priced. Cool giant dude, like, like oh, maybe pick up just to paint him. He's a hundred and forty dollars. Mm-hmm. That that's a lot. Like, there's no two ways about that that being a lot. Um, so, you know, I don't know that uh, that's a that's possible. But you're going to start looking at a point where people will have to start paying pricing things at that more. You know, it won't just be oh, just that one guy, you know, it'll, it'll be more stuff that high. You know, those $60 models become 70 or 80 or $90 models. And yeah. at what point does it no longer work? Do you know, uh, John, do you know uh, what they make in their factory games workshop? Like, is it miniatures they make in their factory and the, the game books and pieces that they make else in China? Or is everything from China? Um, they can make any plastic models, assuming they have the mold handy, in their in both their factories. The Memphis one generally doesn't do too much of that. It is mostly for insurance purposes, because they have a backup then. And having a backup lowers your uh, insurance costs quite a bit, but they could. If they have the mold, they could make anything there. Do you think that one of the reasons why their models are more expensive is because they're not all made in China by slaves. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that's part of the reason why. I mean, they make a healthy profit of them. They're, they're probably still a bit more than maybe another American company could for it, could, you know, could charge for it. But, I mean, let's look at, for example, um, the uh, Hulkbuster armor that's coming out from our Crisis Protocol. Two models, one human, one normal sized, one larger sized, it's at a pretty good price, you know. What would what, they I mean, what they say the price was going to be? Any year? Uh, give me a second. I'm getting on the website to okay. find out. And they did, they did say that it's those are the two models. It's not is that damage and undamaged? Did they say that yet? They haven't said that yet. Oh, okay. That's, I was just curious. That's neither neither here nor there. So so I'm thinking that the complaints that people are making about Games Workshop being so expensive is really because they make the stuff. Uh, a lot of it in-house and not in China using sweatshop labor. Yes, a lot uh, of it. So they do, yeah. Maybe people should just stop complaining about the prices and consider that. Uh, it is definitely something they should consider. I mean, no one ever will. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to complain about everything because we can. And I'm just going to say, I don't have a horse in the games workshop race. I don't I no longer play any Games Workshop stuff. I rarely paint Games Workshop minis. While they are beautiful and I like them, I can't afford them. But I'm not going to complain about that. Which was uh, interesting. That was the one of the main topics when I was going to the game store uh, yesterday. Was people you know, like they're just done with Games Workshop um, after they tested out these few games that we were demoing. They were like, wow, this is really good. This has got some good rules. I like this. This is really cool. And they're like, why do I continue to play Games Workshop? And I'm like, well, because you like the game? They're like, well, no, I'm well, not really liking the game anymore. And I'm like, okay, then. So the Hulkbuster is basically 50 bucks. 
if you're make that in the U.S., my guess, and this is just a guess, having worked in the industry for a while in the past, you're probably looking at 7580 easily for that if it were, uh, if it were you know, made in the U.S. Because you'll lose some shipping costs, you gain a lot of other costs. So, uh, Paul Johnson's life. There's a joke that uh, Magic players would complain about Wizards of the Coast if they gave them free money. They just complain about how it was folded. <laughs> so it is people have a hands too that's why i try not to or try not to let it get too salty um so but yeah the, the, there's a lot of games out there people are starting to find that gw isn't the only you know worse in that race as a matter of fact the only thing gw does exceptionally is the quality of their models oh yeah they there, are there's amazing. no yeah there there's no yeah. qualm about the quality of their models yeah their models are best put together models. Like even the, even like if you look at the stuff for uh, Warhammer Underworlds, the single part, the you know, the single, the the not quite one piece, but the easy to put together models, those things are are great. Oh yeah, and they're easy to put together. So I mean, there's that. Paul John's life says I think they used to make a similar joke about the old pre-painted D and D minis. Ah oh, uh, yeah. yes, the pre-painted D and D minis. I got a box of those over there. Yeah, my we used to use those. My friends used them for uh, all our D and D stuff back yep. in the day. I mean, he still has boxes and boxes of them. They were really convenient, you know. Not even like the uh, the tile sets they had. I thought those were great. Oh, speaking of the D and D minis, I will soon be I will soon be showing some of the. The new WizKids Sprue D&D minis. They'll be there on their way to my house. And so on my stream, I'm going to... And on here, too. I can show them when I get them. Yeah. When I get them in my grubby little hand. That's cool. I mean, people are starting to realize GW is not the only thing. You just need to get in certain genres. You need to get a good competitor. Like, uh, you know... It's in a uh, kit, Mo. Yeah. It's in a kit. I mean, they had some before because they've got like uh, the ones that they put out, like uh, Minsk and Boo and all the other legends for D and D. They were multi-part. They were a little bendy plastic, though. Hold on, because I got Minsk and Boo right here. So we'll see what kind of plastic they are, and uh, you know if you can get them together with plastic glue, or if you need super glue, or you know. The, the, the old ones weren't, they weren't super bendy modes, just some of the parts were a little bendy. I mean, it was a good quality thing. The sword was a little bendy, but most of the rest was good. Yeah, it would be nice if they were in in, in the same uh, sort of plastic as a, you know, even a Marvel Crisis Protocol. I used super glue on those, by the way. I didn't use plastic glue, and they went together fantastic. I used plastic glue on everything. I used plastic glue on everything. So I did my experiment when I initially got them because I wasn't sure what kind of plastic it was because everything was brand new and no one had put them together before yet. Uh, So uh, I did a test of sprue against sprue, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't stick. Like, it didn't adhere right away. And I I was like, well, am I going to have to wait forever for this? But then when I used super glue, it bonded really fast. So I'm like... Oh, well, super glue it is. 
So I, I'm going to tell you that's, I mean, that's how that works. <coughs> I mean, plastic glue sometimes takes a bit to work. I mean, I have used plastic glue before. I was making sure. I don't know how much you use plastic glue. You're super glue I, person. I, so I, I did used to play uh, Malifaux. I mean, you could super glue Malifaux models. I'm just, just saying. You could, you could. But yeah, I did, I did plastic glue my, my uh, Games Workshop stuff, my 40k stuff. I did plastic glue my, my Malifaux I'm... stuff and everything. But and so I was like, well, but I also know that there are plastics that you know, like the Privateer press crazy resin plastic stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, is it going to be more like that? Or is it going to be more like this? And I wanted to see. So I, I went sprue against sprue, and it didn't look like it was, you know, melting the plastic in the same way that plastic glue that I expected. Um, uh, I'm sorry, are those backwards? Are those sure those are okay? I guess they might so, be okay. But the super glue was a, fa a really fast bond. I mean, and uh, incredibly sturdy. So I, I was like, I'm just saying your scientific test wasn't terribly scientific. <laughs> well, no. No, I actually glued them to bases with super glue as well because uh, because of the texture on the bottom of the feet. Yeah, the super yeah. glue fills in the gaps and makes it a much better bond there. Yeah. 100% with you there. But models. So, yeah, actually, uh, no, no nickname Frank and I uh, were at the dinner on Thursday and. We talked about Restic and, and Raptor Press. And, and <laughs> for the record, in case anyone was wondering my opinion at all, let me just say, fuck Restic. I agree with that. I'm not familiar with Faller. Moe's Magic says Faller makes a really great quick drying plastic glue. I mean, I guess that's worth looking up, isn't it? I'm not familiar with that. Oh, I had testers. that I could find it with. I use the testers. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Is, you know, liquid cement for plastic models. Yeah, Testers is the brand name. It is the good stuff. That's what I got. Faller plastic glue. Super expert cement. Ooh, super expert. expert. It's the expert. Super expert. Adhesive. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, prices seem fine. Honestly, I was thinking about getting uh, some of the, the Tamiya extra thin cement just because. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about that. I mean, they've been doing it for years. It's Tamiya. I mean, yeah. 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 It's like, when, when, good hobby tip, everyone. When you're unsure of what company you should buy your hobby supplies from, go with the brand name. They will not do you wrong. Even GW, all the shit they put out has been pretty solid. So. It all works. It absolutely does. Yes. Even if they had to make the uh, liquid green stuff to fix a problem with another product. Mm. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. I was wondering why they did that. Uh, yeah, those fine cast. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, the fine cast. <laughs> the fine cast was not not good. No. Like even they would admit it now. Like it, they tried. The quality wasn't up to their standards. It was That's a why mistake. Rid of it. it was a mistake. So. Did you keep loose wow, track of that knee that knee armor looks really crazy with the big pointy things. That's odd.
Is there a jet in it? Does it collect rainwater? Do pigeons roost there? In their knee armor? Oh, now that would be funny. That would be a funny model. <laughs> like modeling one like where it's so big that make little bird nests in the some of the areas. Is it like having goldfish in your shoes? <laughs> Oh, I've heard about the, the plastic gap filler. What do they call it? Sprue goo? Super glue with zip kicker? Sprue goo. When, when no. you melt down sprues and make Jeez. it into a paste. What's wrong with you, Gonzo? <laughs> what, you don't just use super glue and zip kicker to fill your models? I don't own zip kicker because I, I have... also don't own zip kicker. <laughs> Again, we have standards. Look, I just zip breathe heavy on my pinch. models. It's, it's good in the pinch, but you know what works better than zip kicker? Fucking patience. Your hot, <laughs> moist breath. See, I wasn't going to go there because that just gets creepy. Because <laughs> while people just, might like your hot, moist breath, no one wants to hear about my hot, moist breath. It's not like you're breathing on people. You're breathing on tiny little plastic soldiers. Or actually metal. That I did that for metal ones, not really plastic ones. But yeah, because cause the, you know what I'm saying? The the water kind of makes it set. You mean you don't lick your model first, then glue it? Oh, for fuck's sake. I know someone that does that. They take their two metal pieces, lick them, then put the glue, and then hold it together. Lick it and stick it. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I I don't know. I have no opinion about that. I mean, right. maybe I do, but... I'll oh, we know you have an opinion, because we have an opinion about licking brushes. You definitely got an opinion about licking models. Yeah, that just seems... <laughs> uh, it is what it is, you know? If it works for you, whatever. You're going to paint it anyways. The paint will get over it. It'll be all good. I don't even know what Zip Kicker smells like. Oh, it's I've yeah. never... I've never held a bottle of Zip Kicker. No idea. Oh, I used it for a bit, and then, like, it doesn't bond well. I mean, no, it makes, it, very, it makes the glue very fragile. Yeah, that is what I've heard, so just stay away. Now, I've seen people, uh, my boy Sanchez, who used to work with me at Games Workshop, would take it, and he would put it together and then get a little bit around the edges so that it would just instant bond the edges, but then the center would have normal ah, time to Ah, okay, uh-huh. Mo says the moisture makes the super glue bond faster. See, that's why I breathe heavy on it. That's exactly why I breathe heavier on it. I, I just, I just use patience. I mean, that's fun too, I guess. No, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, makes it easier to put back together, right, Billy? After the tree man's arms fall off for the 17th time. Then I pin it. That I was just going to say, then you get the brilliant idea to pin the arms on with paper clips. <laughs> Job done. Zip kicker, the pieces broke cleanly. You don't know that. You haven't done a test. That is bad science, sir. I'm sure you're bad science here. You still have to clean all the... You still have to clean all the glue off both yes. pieces before you glue them back together, 
whether you pin it or not, but I recommend pinning all metal models. Yes. You know, talking about that, you think more people are going to go to metal models with the shipping no. issues or anything? Think everybody's nope. just going to stick with the plastic? Because metal is the metal itself is just not going to get cheaper. Yeah, the material is. Yeah. yeah. Because the last I heard, parts of what made up pewter, because it's not an actual metal, it's an amalgam of metals, um, were getting harder and harder to get, and that's why they stopped using it, because it got really, really fucking expensive. So, you know, at that point, you got to look for a different different material. Louis asking, remember when old Rowdy fell off my tray at War Machine Weekend? <laughs> I feel like that's how I have to say that. Well, back in War Machine Weekend, I think it was 2017, old Rowdy fell off my uh, <laughs> off my uh, tray, and then he just bounced and broke cleanly because of the zip kicker, and I was able to put him together right there and continue and finish the tournament. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking, Kathy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I might be dying now. <laughs> John has killed me. Oh, that's fair. You killed me earlier with all that shade. Jesus. <laughs> I was dying in the shade. Oh. <laughs> I never cast shade. Oh, oh, you cast shade. It was a lot of shade. Oh, my. Uh, so with shade, I had to turn on an extra light just so I could fucking see the screen. That might have been the pre-pre-ramble. It was pure yeah, it was brutality. That was that. That was before Gonzo muted me. That's <laughs> when I was talking about the uh, the new paint line that WizKids is coming out with. They're oh. coming out with. They're Get coming again. out in January. Again. With this D and D prismatic paint, it's called. They have this whole new line of paint that's coming out. Now, I have no idea about it. Uh, the, the names of the paint are, some of them are pretty interesting, though. They have, uh, black pudding. I don't know if that's black or, or what. I mean. I'm going to go with black. No, you know what? They have a paint called black, and then they have a, a paint called black pudding. So, and I don't know if that's, like, dark gray or. If, if they make a good off black, that'd be fucking amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullywug hide. What color is a bullywug? I don't think I, don't I ever know, stopped. But I guess I never, we'll find out. I never stopped stabbing one long enough to figure out what color its hide was. Now, if they have bullywug models that require painting, now you have a paint color to paint their skin, uh, I'm guessing. I guess thinking about it, it's probably sort of like a toady brown or green. Yeah. Dead slash uh, dead white. Those. Ooh, you need ooh. to have you need to have those names so you can copyright them. They have a paint called Displacer Beast. Is it blue? It should be purple. Blue, purple, blurple. Blurple. Is it blurple? They have a they have a color called Etter Cap. Okay. Um, that should probably be a reddish brown if I remember correctly. There's one called Fairy Dragon Wings. Aww. Oh my god. She's Ray a cute that draw nipple pink. <laughs> draw, draw nipples aren't pink because of their dark skin. They'd probably be more of a gray, to be honest. Well, if you ever looked at draw nipple pink, it's not actually pink. 
it's actually a purplish gray color. I would like to say that I am no expert in dry nipples. No one is. They don't exist. Oh, no. I'm sure there's some people out there that uh, that are. Fan fiction exists. Well, that's true. But I mean, like, never mind. <laughs> Illithid skin. Well, man, you can buy some of the Jimmy ones or you can just get some of these and some two-sided tape. I want to find more of these. These are perfect. It looks like a... What kind of a spool is that? I don't know. Someone gave it to me. I just put, I put some two-sided tape on the top, and I put a model on it, and I paint the model on it. Yeah, Mo's uh, right. Blurple and Mahorange go great together. You you have a Megatron. An yeah. Autobot Megatron. I mean, no indeed. less. I did when I went to went to Hobby Town. They did have the Decepticon Megatron version there too. I imagine this only difference is a little bit of purple on him. Yeah. I'm going to do uh, some uh, panel liner real quick on him so I want to see what it looks like. Bane, if you don't have two-sided tape, you can use blue tack. If you don't have blue tack, come up here. I will throw blue tack at you. Or, or you could do it with uh, hot glue gun. I'm pretty certain he didn't have a hot glue gun. I mean, he's free to make to, to prove me wrong, but Sure. I'm just saying, I mean, Deckles. You, you could get a hot glue gun. Actually, I guess those are actually full-on stickers, aren't they? Yeah, they are stickers. I figured I would do, like, the red ones and, of course, the Autobot symbol, but, like, you know, I just put you, these here, and I'm like, eh, I'll just panel line The it. chest, I think the chest, well, I mean, you might panel line, but if it doesn't work, you can always use the uh, the stickers. Use the Deckles. Oh, yeah. If you screw oh, up, you stickers. can use the stickers. Yippers. The decals. We don't live in Canada, friend. So, uh, this is a funny joke. Uh, one of the guys who used to play Mechware Online with, Sension, is from Canada. So, me and uh, Bio are playing, and we end up in Forest Colony Classic Snow, which is a snowy forest one. And I'm like, oh, great, we're on the worst map. He's like, it's not the worst map. I'm like, it totally is. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, how do you figure? He's like, it's close to Sension's house. At that point, I had nothing. <laughs> All right, fine. You win. Oof, I don't look like it's working so well. No, there's like a weird... Did you watch it first? You should watch it first. Where's this? Because I can always... You didn't watch your plastic screws. See, folks, this is why you watch wash that, your plastic screws. That is one of the reasons why I decided not to paint the Gundam that I put together. Because I just, I didn't feel like washing all, I was lazy. I didn't feel like washing all that stuff. And if you're going to paint it, you want to wash all that stuff first. Now, Benyon dropping some knowledge on you. What's Benyon saying? You're going to do the liner. You have to wash the plastic first. And have is what Benyon said. And he knows. He knows. Yeah, and you're, in his, know. you're in his area of geek expertise. I, I, I didn't know that, that. I expected as much, and in fact, I think it was Banyan who told me that before I even started putting that one together. Or you just use a sticker. Yeah. Those are your two choices. I don't like this sticker. Oh, it's happening. What's happening? <laughs> 
Uh, one of the uh, streamers I follow, uh, Chalice's chat said that when he got to a thousand subscriptions, he would uh, dye his hair pink. He was at eight something at the time. He got to 905, and one of his people dropped 100 subs on him. Oh, wow. That's Ooh. great. So he is currently getting his hair dyed pink. Yay. Just for Everyone should do that one. talking about this week is uh, don't challenge chat. They, they will. Except oh, they will. Challenge. That's how uh, that's how Big Jim Slade ended up with uh, Cookie Monster blue hair. And it was a beautiful thing. So I like how we all tell Gonzo he's got to he's got to watch it first. He's like, nope, full speed ahead. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm just kind of playing around with it. Do you read the it picture of everything look on fire? Terrible from here. It's fine. The cicadas are going crazy outside. The what? The cicadas. Oh, yeah. They have been here, too. Really? Ours are all dead. Or back underground. Or mostly. I hear some stuff every once in a while. It's not as bad as it was. It's not the cacophony it was months ago. Where I'd walk outside and be like, holy shit, you guys need to knock it off. It's been a few years. We've got the uh, the seventeen year cicada plague here. Every seventeen years. We had ours this year. I mean, hmm. we we get them every year, but that year. Mm-hmm. The, oh, yeah. Where where if you go outside, it sounds like War of the Worlds. Oh yeah. Everywhere. Which I heard it's that new TV so show loud. was pretty good. Huh? I heard that TV show was pretty good. They did a new War of the Worlds TV show. I did not know that. Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be pretty decent. I don't have the channel that it's on, so I don't know. Hmm. I'll look it up. I mean, can it just as the old War of the Worlds TV show? Well, is it like movies? No, no, there was a TV show. Was there? Yeah. It had uh. One of the guys from Predator as the uh, military guy in it. I remember what this show. That? Look, unboxing of Thundercracker. <laughs> Banyan says, I'm willing to bet that once the ink dries, it will be able to be rubbed off. Oh, yeah. It, it is 1988. It also had Adrian Paul from future uh, oh, wow. Future Highlander fame. Yeah. It was, I mean, I watched it. I'm not going to say that's I remember it being good. I don't so. even remember it existing, huh? Yeah, neither do I. I do. Hold on a second. If he's got Thundercracker, hold on. Thundercracker is... This looks like pretty simple. I will wash this one before I put it together. How about that? Okay. I have Thundercracker. Then you can do all the... Yay! You can do all the panel lining goodness on it. It'll be fine. Oh, well, Thundercracker was the first one you got. Thundercracker was the first one you got. That's cool. I think... 
he was the first of the gents I got. My first one was actually uh, was actually Sunstreaker. And he was super complicated. This one's actually less hard to transform than he was. He's for a kid. Thundercracker, hang out over here for now. Oh my gosh, Candy Waffle just movies. redreamed Transformers, John. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Looks Hold like on. you have That's... to put together a Transformer. Hold on. That's going to require instructions. It's been a while. <laughs> no. No. So, Banyan, no. just wash it with soap and water like normal? Yeah, it's just mold release. Yeah. Just do the simple. I didn't know that you did that to, to for the that stuff. Never even thought about that, honestly. There we go. Ooh, I like this spruce. I like this yellow. Sorry, I have to find the instructions. I don't transform some of these guys too often, so I don't necessarily remember how to. Oh, we're gonna do this and get some stuff out of the way here. hear the crunch of cellophane i know is i'm trying to do cellophane or is it is it just some other kind of plastic yeah, now? just some some type of plastic i'm trying to hold it away from the mic and everything when i do it give me a second i'm trying to figure Wait, out what about screw goo shazza we were talking about it earlier All right, so I have three, and I put a quote around this, Gundam-style models, or models to put together. So I'm going to leave it up to the chat of what I put together next. Um, let me get this in, and I'll, I'll, I'll show all three of the, uh, I think it's like three or four models that I have to put together. The one I'm not going to put together is my perfect grade. That one takes a lot of time and concentration and so many fucking parts, it's not even funny. I'm still working on that one. So, give me one second, and I'll go get the... I think it's three models that I have to put together. I'll let the chat decide. Give me one second. Uh, did our screens all get weird? Uh, yes, they did, and now Gonzo's gone. So our screens are just going to be weird, so we'll just have to make up for that by, I don't know, talking. <laughs> Why isn't mine caught up yet? It should have caught up because I'm done changing it. I don't even see a, a camera in the Skype, John. I just see your avatar. Okay, so I have the Thundercracker, which you just showed. Super awesome. Really cool. Oh, a lot of fun. Skype's being stupid. There Stop goes. being stupid, Skype. <laughs> there we go. I have this oh frame arm. fix the cameras. Yeah, fix the cameras, Gonzo. What's wrong with the cameras? John is re is redeeming a oh, Transformers. A... Gotcha. Okay, go. we'll hold off on it then. Sorry, I didn't know he was doing that. Didn't know that he wanted to be big screen. I mean, I'm going to put it on the big screen, but I just need to make sure they're working right. Yeah, it's working. 
It, whenever you flip it over, well, it takes a little bit to refresh it well, all. It, they had all messed up. Kathy's had gone crazy. The whole screen had gone uh, wrong. It's probably memory. My computer's so old. Didn't you replace it? Or have you not replaced mm -hmm. it yet? No? Okay. No, that money hasn't come in yet. Fair enough. Trying to remember how this goes. That goes Without there. the instructions for us. I have to. I don't I don't transform these guys too often, yeah. honestly. Is it a original uh, style or is it like a Oh that's why those go up. It's not original, no. I don't have okay. the original ones. Trying to keep them in your guys' view here. This is totally worth my channel points spent. There we go, that's why. Love that's it. gonna go. So go up. Holy crap. Up, it goes down. It goes up, it goes down. It's a lot of pain in the butt for some of these, honestly. Mozel, wait, wait, wait. You don't you mean to tell me you don't play with your toys? What the fuck? I man? do. I just have more than I can play with all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he has to cycle through them. Yeah, I don't remember how these arms go. And they're a pain. Because there's this little bit here that doesn't work right. Apparently, let's look at the other arm here because this is a bit here. I'm trying to figure out where it goes because I can't just put it back because it gets in the way there. Bowie Bowie says all. Just... Oh, I oh, just transformed Braun, no issues. Yeah, like, well, Braun's, Braun's like a generation old. <laughs> if I got my Braun, he <laughs> most like isn't Braun like two inches tall? No, he means old Braun. There we go. I got the arms finally. The pegs have to go through this bit here. That's why I was getting wrong. They move. I'm loving Boom. the Transformer smack talk. Boom. Boom. Arms down. And that goes there. Then the chest opens up, I think. I think it does. Wait, he's three and a half inches now? Is that what you're saying, Bowie? <laughs> well, I got for his birthday uh, one year, I got Bowie a slightly newer brawn. There it is. Let's go get the point where I can open him. Aha, that comes out. And twist around. Got to twist it around, too. There we go. And it goes up there. I bet the arms flip in. They do indeed flip in. Oop. Oh, come on. Get your fist there. So they flip in like such. Then you close the chest again. Or what was the chest again? Why is it not working? It's always hard figuring out what is causing it from keeping it from going yeah, together. You don't want to snap the piece or anything either. It's like. Yeah. Super, super careful. It just shows snapping. Like, okay, let's see what's wrong here. Seems okay. I mean, I don't see anything here wrong. Just something's not matching up right now. <laughs> Mo <Moses>. says, <laughs> you're not making enough transforming noises. That's why it's not working. I mean, it takes a lot of concentration there, Mo. Sorry. Kathy, you're you're in charge of transformer noises then. I can't do transformer noises. 
All right, let's see. They go in. Let's see. You've watched more Transformers than I have. Maybe I'll get a soundboard. Maybe I'll get that sound and play it. Well, that <laughs> see, that would be awesome. That's what you can use a hotkey for. Just play that maybe, sound. Maybe, this is maybe, that, maybe I don't have the arm rotated correctly. Nope, it's got to be like that. It's got to be like that. It's got to go in like such. Fix that. Give me a second. Oh, is it super zoom in? Yeah, it's super zoom in. I feel like there's something missing here. What am I missing? Nope, nope. That looks good. So the problem is these new ones have become so complicated. I'm going to waste all of our time watching me transform him terribly. That's fine. There we go. Now it's snapped in. We boom. weren't doing anything else. Boom, boom. I mean, some of them I've done enough that I get to a certain point and it's okay. Flips up. And that, that. Doing the feet here and the sides. They're kind of cool because they actually have a peg where they come in. Get those, get those. I bet these things have to move in somehow. So that opens up. How about looking at instructions right this second because I'm pretty certain there's certain times where you're like, I know how this goes. I've seen enough transformers. They peg in the back here, and then they peg together for the back. It's just hard to get them both together at the same time. I know I'm getting out of frame. I'm trying not to. Let's do this then. Let's get these guys together first and then peg them in. There we go. Close both those. Good. Pegged in here. Pegged in. Boom, boom. That goes back down. Let's go. Be careful with the wings. The wings rotate, yeah, but they, they pop off too. I've had a couple problems with those. That's no problem. They go right back on, but. Yeah, I remember that. And then wing. Like I said, at a certain point, it all comes together. At just certain parts of it, they just do such so much stuff for it. Come on. There's a lot of very tight tolerances, which means... It is a pretty cool idea, having yeah. something that's a robot that transforms into something that's totally not a robot. And it... And it, it looks... It's really kind of a genius of design. There you go. Thundercracker is transformed. Hooray! Totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth my channel points. And hey, guess what? Now it's the media on? section. Yep. Let me jump in here and over here. That. Perfecto. The cameras are going to freak out for a little bit while he does that. Yep. I'm going to have to clear off my other section so I can do it on my, uh, you know, my hobby station. So before we do media section, I want to know which model I should work with next. I'll see if your camera fixes itself, John. Yeah, there it goes. All right. So I had the Thundercracker model, which we just saw. I just unboxed it. 
I have this frame arms model. Uh, it's actually really cool. It actually transforms uh, into a vehicle. And then I have Mr. Gold to work on next. So tell me which one I should work on next. This is a master grade. Do gold frame transformer. And whoever gets the most votes, I will do next on the next stream. All right. And I'm going to do this while we're, since I've transformed Thundercracker, I'm going to eventually transform Skywarp to robot. And then Thundercracker can go in the nice stand I have. So it looks flying. Oh, that's cool. I want to buy a couple more of these. That way I can do cool stuff. But yeah, the, uh, the gold Gundam will definitely take a while. So that'll be a good long one. Because uh, it's a master grade. And it's actually really, really cool because it's got all this little cool gold stuff. And also, like, you pull it apart and it's got, like, blue inside of it. So it'll be kind of neat. But It's funny. Skywarp's wings are not nearly as a pain in the butt as Thundercrackers are. So. Alright, so we're going to media section. Media section. Um, I have four things to talk about. <laughs> course you do i have three and none of them is monster squad i'm sorry el marshall <laughs> i don't know if he's here but i'll let him know you said I you don't, were sorry. i don't think he is here or he would have said something but yeah he was hanging out in our wednesday uh paint party cool and uh and and told me I need to watch that, and I was gonna watch it, and then I totally forgot about it this week. So, yeah, Monster Squad. But yeah, I have three. I have three things that I watched. I only have uh, the most recent episode of What If. I have not watched anything else. I still need to watch that too. I watched the newest What If, and I was going to do that one, but that was it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have. Sorry, I don't have necessarily the uh, mental fortitude to be watching stuff when I get home. And I do more chilling than I would like and not enough watching. I do have a new movie coming in, and it's not a new movie. It's just I finally got the Blu-ray for it. Uh, and I will watch it Tuesday. I've been dying to see this movie for like years because it was a really, really cool movie whenever I watched it originally a long time ago. And it has John Ritter in it. Uh, stay tuned. Nope. Oh, don't know. Then. I'm talking about a movie that has John Ritter in it. What was it? I mean, stay tuned is my favorite movie with John Ritter in it. I've never heard of that. It's it's a very underrated movie. Kathy, I believe you would like that movie. Put that on the list underneath Monster Squad. <laughs> okay, so I'll go with one of my first ones, and I'll save the what if. I watched... I, it'll be a quick one. I watched a documentary called Fantastic Fungi. Uh, it is a documentary about Wait a minute. Fun guy. Uh, mushrooms oh, I thought such. it was going to be about Ben Grimm. <laughs> He's a fantastic and... fun guy. 
And uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I loved I love science documentaries about the thing. Uh, mushrooms are actually really freaking cool to do and learn about. Um, I love eating mushrooms to begin with, so I mean that's you know something. But this one goes into more of they do talk about you know the the actual growth cycles and everything and the deadliness of them and follows people around. They actually go on like these uh, fungi hunts and everything. And uh, then they also talk about the psycho, uh, psychic, uh, not psychic. Um, oh. Hallucinogenic? The, yeah, hallucinogenic is probably the best way to do it. Um, about, uh, you know, mushrooms and shrooms in general. Uh, and they're like doing this study in Harvard or something about the effect on people and with certain type of diseases. And it was really interesting. I feel like a good documentary and such. It's not long. It's only like an hour or so long. So it's not not too, you know, intense. But I really like it a lot. interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm interested in it. Uh, we have a lot of fungi around here. And I'm always curious, like, is that an edible one? Is that one going to kill me, you know, type thing and such. So I was, I'm always curious about that. I don't know a lot about them. So I was like, ooh, this will be something fun to watch while I eat breakfast or whatever. So, um... It's on Netflix. A uh, little quick show. Fun guy. <laughs> Fun I was guy. like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you're pronouncing it correctly. I just... Yeah. Yeah, just wanted to... But I mean, it, it's just a sweet it, little one or so hour show. And um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I gave it like... Not real men, but that is actually a really good show. That is a really good movie with John Belushi. Was it John Belushi? No. Jim Belushi. And John Ritter, but one. that was a really good one. That's actually, I really like Real Man a lot. Yeah, uh, Kathy, it was easier since I had just transformed Thundercracker uh, <laughs> the other way. It was pretty easy to go back right away. Wait till I get Starscream. He's the different kind. But anyways, proceed. So I finished watching that, and that was actually really fun, really interesting. Um, I, I like that they're doing uh, scientific testing on the drug use of fungi and so i thought it was interesting to do that um interesting to uh see and get to know um if you got like an hour or so watch it i gave it zero space upries kathy uh let's see good thing i wrote these down so (laughs) i watched outland which which is a movie that came out in 1981 Hashtag high noon in space. I was just going to say it was like a Western in space. That is exactly how I was thinking by the end of it. I was like, this is just like all the Westerns I've watched where there's the, there's the one guy who's up against, you know, and why I, all I can think is Brian Dennehy is probably because I've watched silver water, Silverado too many times. (laughs) I would like to challenge something. You cannot watch Silverado too many times. That's fair. That's that is that's correct. There is no too many times for Silverado. Uh, so Banyan, before she continues, the Connery movie that we watched was Outland, the one she's talking about. Yeah. Proceed. Outland. Yes. Yes. Sean Connery in space. Not Moonraker. That's Roger Moore. So just just. Ha ha! Ha ha! Well played. Well. Just... 
I, I I like the movie. It is very different for him. I feel. I was I was riveted because I was watching He's... this via Discord with a friend of mine, and usually we just kind of talk, you know, during a movie, talk about what's going on and stuff. And I was paying too much attention to what was going on, you know, because I wanted to know what happens next. <laughs> I really liked the nurse. She cracked me up. Yeah, she was great. The doctor was great. Um, and Sean Connery's performance is almost understated. He's not as boisterous enough as he was later in life. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was not like... He, he was acting. Scene. He was acting he was, the hell out of it. He wasn't he like was chewing acting. scenery. He was acting. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's really, you know, you don't, you know, there's there's all the James Bond and you just kind of get this image in your head of Sean Connery, James Bond, and maybe that's all there is to him or something, you know? Or like you say, just the boisterous kind of flamboyant sort of thing like uh, like in Highlander. But this was really, you know, it wasn't like over the top acting. It was like just good it was acting. Good. It was very good. It was a good, good movie. It definitely shows its age, but it wears its age well, let's yeah, say. Yeah. And the models were fantastic. Yeah. And I watched a retrospect about, you know, the models and how they did that and stuff, which was interesting. But. Well- they did good stuff with lighting, not having watched retrospective. They did good stuff with lighting to hide, so they didn't have to do too much with the models. They made the yeah. lighting darker and appropriate, I, so that you wouldn't have to see all the detail. I felt like it was a little too darkly lit, but I understand why they did it. Yes. I, I totally understand that. And my friend was like, it, it, it feels like it could be in the same universe as Aliens. Oh, absolutely. It, it Headcanon, those are in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, you know, uh, Outland takes place much earlier, you know, in the timeline, but. So, yeah, I I really liked it. I'm going to give it a spacer because uh, it just was too dark and shadowy, and my eyes were straining to try and see detail that really wasn't there <laughs> because of that. But otherwise, I, I really enjoyed that one. It was definitely enjoyable. Definitely should look it up if you guys get a chance. I have never seen this. Solid action movie. Yeah. But but more than that, it's 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 a little I everything. I was waiting it's like old for school. aliens and none showed up. Yep. No aliens. But it was good. It was good. It didn't need aliens. But we still guessing. <laughs> Are you just going down the the John Ritter IMDb boy? <laughs> Not skin deep. So I've never I've never seen it before. I didn't even know what it was. I'm gonna have to put that on my list. Where did you watch it at, Kathy? What? Where did you watch Outland at? Where did I watch it? Yeah. Uh, it was. It when was I watched it, was Amazon Prime. It was my friend's movie that's on his computer, and he oh, okay. streamed it on Discord. One second. Okay. I didn't know if, it was, <laughs> if you'd watch it on, like, you know, Netflix or Discord. Yeah, or, I watched you know. it on Discord. With, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not currently on Prime Video for free, unfortunately. Do you want but we watched dance? it on uh, 
get crying video back when uh wow a year goes Dana by and fast I smiley and face thank you for the resub nosferatu yeah thanks nosferatu how are you tonight a year does go by fast holy moly yeah yeah. I, no, I, it. I was like trying to figure it out and figure out what it was and I was like uh, 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 no, no. Don't Friend remember it. R really, Bowie? Wrath of Pecan? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, it's, I'll share a joke. Hold on. Crap, yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, proceed, uh, Gonzo. Okay, uh, the next thing I watched is I watched a show on, another one, on Netflix called The Waterman. Uh, the Waterman is a show about a kid's there's a urban legend about a man that is uh, immortal, and this kid goes off into the forest to try to find the water man to save his mom because his mom's dying of some disease. And we watched it, and <laughs> no, Bowie, uh, it was just okay. The it gives me, I give it the 2.5 meh rating because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't really good. Um, and the acting was okay. It just, it just kind of like, eh, oh. I can pass it type thing. And it, it, it just didn't really grab me, but it wasn't bad, but it wasn't really great. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it was like two hours or so. And it just, like I said, just a meh rating. It wasn't bad, wasn't good. So, I mean, and I just really can't talk about it because it's just just there. I kind of like, oh, yeah, this is okay. This is all right. This is okay. And then done. <laughs> Type thing. So, Kathy, go with what you got because that one was so bad I had to get it out of the way. So, the other movie that I watched also, uh, this one is actually on Amazon Prime right now. For a freebie. The Party, which is a 1968 Blake Edwards movie. And Blake Edwards, I recognize his name because he did all the Pink Panther movies mm -hmm. from, from back then. And this stars Peter Sellers. I didn't oh. know what to expect. The soundtrack is Henry Mancini. And I love Henry Mancini. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Right. And Who are the actors? What? Who stars in it? Well, it was off the top of my head as if I have a Wikipedia or something in front of me, <laughs> which I don't. I know you do that stuff, John. So Peter Sellers was in it. I recognized Gavin McLeod in it of, uh, you know, the captain of the love boat. And also he played Marie Slaughter on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And he made some appearances in Hogan's Heroes. Just off the top of my head. Um, I don't recognize any of the people. But oh. but yeah, I didn't really recognize... Oh, Twiggy made a very small cameo. Twiggy, but it was, wow. Yeah, okay. it was the 1960s. It was 1968. Uh, it was... It was You know, the writers, like I said about Casino Royale, the writers were all on acid, but here they were clearly, <laughs> they were clearly smoking something. I mean, and, oh, but let me tell you, it was a fun ride. 
It was okay. very much in the vein of the Pink Panther movies, although you would not have a movie like this made today. You had Peter Sellers <clears throat> playing an Indian guy, uh, like Hindustan, in brownface. And, uh, and that was weird for me. Um, but, and, and he's just kind of this bumbling guy who keeps, it's, it's like Maxwell smart, right? Stumbling, bumbling, like, like a Maxwell smart sort of a character. Well, like, like, uh, Inspector Clouseau, you know, and he kind of bumbles his way through, uh, he's an actor, he's making this movie, uh, he wrecks the movie. On accident, of course. And uh, and then he accidentally gets invited to the producer's house for this party. And, and he's so out of place. So incredibly out of place. And, and hilarity ensues. And, and also there's an elephant <laughs> that appears. So it's like smoking the, the bandit part two. In the house. Elephant. Yeah. Exactly, like Smokey and the Bandit Part 2. Only with more 60s fashion. Fair. And the music was amazing. There was this jazz quartet that just played music in the background the whole time. And I'm like, I would go to this party. I would be the girl dancing next to the piano. I absolutely would go to this party and I would watch this again. It's it's hilarious. It's a bit slapstick. I mean, well, if Sellers. you've seen if you've seen any of the Pink Panther movies with Peter Sellers, then you know. You know that's how it's going to be. But it was totally worth it. Cool. Like Peter Sellers is one of those one of those actors that I, I'll check out most movies. I see it and I have a chance like, yeah, sure, watch this. I think I only own two movies with him in it, though. I think it's uh, Doctor Strangelove and Murder by Death. I haven't seen Murder by Death in forever. Well, I haven't seen Doctor Strangelove since forever. Also, as a matter of fact, it's been a long time. Well, I'm going to get Murder by Death back. I let Norrin borrow it a long time ago. Because, so. as I tell people, it's the proto-clue. You want the whole clue experience, you watch Murder by Death, you watch Clue. So yes. you watch Night's Out. Because that's sort of like the whole... Trifecta. Yes. I th- You know what? Wait, Murder by Death, is that the one with uh, Peter Falk? Yes. Yes, we, wa- we did that. We did Murder by Death and Clue. We did a double feature at my friend's house a couple, few years ago. It's a natural. It was perfect. And, and now you just time, add knives out, out yep. to it? Yes. The cherry on the on the Sunday. As, I don't know. I don't I eat love, cherries, so. As much as I love Clue, I would honestly also say that at that point you're technically going up in quality as you go as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Clue, but man, Knives Out is just fucking great. Brilliant. And we got Knives yeah. Out two coming out. Oh. Yeah. You know when? Uh, no. I just I just know uh, they said they were doing a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So hopefully this is good. 
hopefully go to the theater when that comes out without too much worry. We're still <laughs> planning nice. on we're still planning on renting a theater for uh, Dune. There's been some early reviews of that so far. Yeah, there have uh, been they've been great. Yeah, good. Been, uh, I, am, I am half tempted to fly out there <laughs> and oh. watch a movie with you guys. Shit. Uh, guys, you want to talk about uh, what if now? Yeah, let's talk about what if. Uh, this episode was about Doctor Strange, without yep. giving any spoilers. Um, without giving spoilers away, this was my least favorite one out of the three. I like the last one less. Yes. I think the third one was the worst so far. It was still plenty good. Yeah, it, it, it was good, but out of the, the ones that have gone through so far, this is my least favorite. Um, no, I like this more than last week's. Did um, you really? Yeah. I think this was a good introduction to that part of What If. Um, you know... Because you've had the other types of stories. This is a good one because it followed all the right stuff. The only thing I have to say is there's a point where I mentioned it to Bania. We watched it together. And I looked over after something happened. I said, the doctor's standing there in the background shaking his head ashamed of them. Because, <laughs> come on, guys. At least come up with a fucking better name. Yeah, I... This one just kind of just was like, eh, type thing. You knew what was going to happen. Um, oh, it was telegraphed like a mile away. There was yeah. no. I mean, but I mean, for anymore, it'd be, the whole thing would be super dark. Yeah, it was still good. It was just the whole thing. It was just like you know where it's coming from. You know where it's going. You know what's going to happen. Um, you know how this is going to be. And yeah, I mean, okay. the way they tell things, you don't know for sure because this is this is the first one sort of ended like it did. Yes. So, I mean, I figured it was going to end the way it did because I mean, that's yeah, I figured it was going to similar to that. But there was a chance throughout it that it might not end that way, so that's good. Yeah. So, but, it was bad. Uh, the still, the animation good. was I, really good on this one, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's the best animation we've seen out of them. I think I'd probably give it, you know, half a space herpy. Yeah, I'm like half to a one. Like it still wasn't bad, but it was the weaker of the three, in my opinion. I would have given la I give last week a a one. This one gets a half, and then the other two get a zero. Why do you give that? Why do you give last week's a one? Uh, because I it didn't follow the proper thing. It didn't tell you how it all started. It didn't show you the divergent point because it would have given it a story, but they didn't work it in right. So it made gotcha. it less of a story that way. Gotcha. Okay. At the end, they should have done something like that. It's sort of you know when you break the format, you need to do a better job of, of getting back into it. Because I'm sure some people were just like, what? What's going... What the fuck? Why do I care? <laughs> so. Gotcha. Yeah, I think they should do, like... This is the reason why the timeline is split and went this yes. way instead. That way they kind of know, you know this, but this is where this one went. I mean, it would have totally given away the whole spoiler, but you could have had him do it at the end, so. Yeah. But yeah, still enjoying it, still looking forward to new ones. Yeah. Uh, also, kind of amused by the people who are doing... Like their little own Star Wars what if things I've seen on Twitter and all, just little things. I saw one where they had a picture where it was like, what if uh, Leia grew up on uh, Tatooine and Luke was a prince of Alderaan? I'm like, that's an interesting thought. That's an easy. <laughs> what would that end up looking like? Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. That would yeah. be that. That's that's not too far fetched type thing. 
Oh, and that's something they can probably do with the Star Wars Visions that's coming out, where they're going to do a lot of other short stories. Who knows if they do a little oh. what if in there? But I'm really I looking forward to that Star Wars Visions because it's it's new stories and done by some really good artists. I hope it's all good. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be honest. All I'm really looking forward to is uh, the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett because <laughs> if anything Mandalorian has done is rekindled my love for Boba Fett. They made Boba Fett the badass we all yeah. knew him to be yeah. and wanted him to be that he never really delivered on in the series. Yeah, supposedly I mean, yeah. all the filming is done for uh, Boba Fett right now already. I think it's oh, all that also, production was done. Because I've been a couple YouTube videos have like popped up of like his fight versus the stormtroopers. It's just fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Star Wars visions I'm looking forward to. I think that'll be pretty. I hope that's going to be good because it's just going to be new stuff and done by some really amazing uh, studios. Oh, and and I did finally finish reading. Uh, Shrapnel uh, issue one, the Battletech magazine. Uh, a bunch of short stories, some role-playing stuff, and stuff like that. It was cool. It's cool to have that kind of magazine, even if it is nominally electronic or print-on-demand. It'll be expensive to be print-on-demand, but I don't mind. Uh, it was very cool to uh, read it. I read it on my Kindle. Uh, Kathy, do you have a last one? Wanna... I do. I, today... Just for for funsies, watch Guardians of the Galaxy again. Always a good classic. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking last week, and I thought it would be fun to see that again. And I think uh, I'll be watching the second one again soon too, because I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, I like the second one better. It's it's so much fun. It's just it's a fun adventure. I I do like the first one a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm going to say some some very hot takes here. I think its overall goodness is overrated. It's a very it's very good and very enjoyable. Very no major quibbles with it at all, except for the fact that Gamora has no fucking character. But she gains all her character in the second one. Like she has character from the actions, not like backstory at all. You don't really get where she's coming from. She's consistent through the whole thing, but. It's one of my beefs it's there. A bit one-dimensional so far. Um, yeah, one-dimension. I mean, she shows a little bit there, but she's not given a lot. She she does the best with what she's given. So I said, I guess the best what she's given, and I don't have a problem with it. I feel like the second movie really expands her backstory, and that's why I like it so much better. You get a lot more from her. You get she, a lot more from. Uh, she does hint in this one that that there is more, and especially with with her and Nebula. Yeah, there, there's some deleted scenes that help a little bit more, too. I just think it's like a only so much they can do in one movie thing. But if I were to pick the nits, I mean, it's still it's still zero. Yeah. I, I'm not going to give it. If, if I was forced to put them all in a lineup, sure, it would go down a little bit. But it's still basically a zero, maybe a half at worst. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Drax's backstory is good, but he's pretty much resolved in this. Mm-hmm. And then Rocket's great. Love. I mean, it's, it's all good. It, it was a unique of the Marvel ones. It was yeah. not your standard, I'm on Earth making a new superhero type thing. Excuse me. Type thing. So, and yeah, I, I didn't agree. even realize that the collector was Alexis Denisov. Who? From the guy from uh, Angel. Buffy and Angel. Angel. I don't know. 
the TV series. I know yeah. the TV series. I just don't know the, the collector, the Benicio del Toro. No, I thought that was Benicio del Toro. I know I saw. I know I saw Alexei Denisov's name in the credits. Probably did. Probably something else. Let's Maybe see. it was right beneath it. I don't know. Well, let's We're see looking. here. Now I don't know. Now we have to find out. We do have to find out because someone might be wrong on the internet. Who is? Uh, what was the name of the person? Dennis off. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> now we're all digging through it. Oh, my my echo just went off when I said that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I played the other. The other. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. other. Uh, for both seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I was like, let's, because I knew that was Bicho del Toro because I mean, Bicho del Toro is great and so fucking odd in the roles that he chooses, but he always hits it. Like, no matter what movie, like even you look at something that is divisive as, uh, uh, what is it, The Last Jedi. I still like his character. I thought he played an interesting character in that. So, I mean, he's just cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does some really good stuff. Well, guys, that's actually the end of the show. Um, yeah. How many space RPGs did you give it, by the way, Kathy? You're going to give it a zero? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I figured as much. That one's always a fun one. And then yeah, I mean, look forward to seeing uh, the second one uh, maybe next weekend. Yeah. We'll see. Second one's I like the second one even more. Can I give that negative? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do. I think the second one is so much better. Like just good overall. But anyways. So well guys, we're gonna let you out of here. We're gonna go and have a good time. We are gonna send you off to Vlieger Dragon because she is doing Yay. some RPG and Yay, uh, give her some love. Uh good old friend of ours, V. Guys, please take care of yourself. Please wear your mask. Please, you know, keep your distance. Um, go get vaccinated. Uh, we want to make sure everybody's safe and healthy and happy. And Kathy, we want to go to HugCon <laughs> next year. We want to we want to see Hug everybody Con at HugCon 2022. <laughs> we may do it. We may do a live Facebook stream or a live Twitch stream of us just saying hi and seeing all of our friends. Um, we may have some giveaways then, too. You never know. Yeah. I may just hug the camera. You may just hug the camera. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a while away yet. We'll see. Yeah. So please, please be safe. Uh, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. I have to pee. I don't have to pee. Okay. <laughs> Gotta wait to write me. Don't do that. Oh, hey, look, there's a moderator. There's credits. Why did oh, that happen? I put those in.